Yeah, and, and that might be why I do what I do is I want people to connect with me and I, I want to connect with people and maybe I do that through my art by creating very bright, vivid work that kind of demands attention. Hey everyone, you're listening to the 2M Creative Labs podcast. On this episode, we have Dee Barcy, painter and visual arts educator from Winnipeg. Super fantastic abstract artist who shares with us how she thinks about her work and formally analyzes the pieces. She also talks about working and inspiring young creatives, what to do when a project isn't working, and the idea of preserving her art as a memory. Hope you enjoy the episode. Um, hey everybody, thanks again for listening to another episode of the podcast. Today we have another guest and we'd love to for them to introduce themselves, so why don't you just go ahead, take the mic and... Uh, let us know Sounds who you are good. And what you do. So thank you for inviting me. Uh, my name is Dee Barcy. I am a painter and I work in schools and in the community as a visual arts educator. That's awesome. Can you tell us maybe a little bit more about your art and why it takes the shape of what it does? Okay, so I'm an abstract painter. Um, a lot of my work is about emotions and feelings um, and expressing that in an abstract way. So I use color, shape as metaphor for emotions and feelings. And part of my art practice is actually painting, but then also developing some sort of lesson plan to teach children and youth and to bring to the community so that there's kind of like a full circle to my art practice. That's awesome. <laughs> I've been to Art City a few times and I've seen that you work with a lot of the kids there. Um, how is that like and what brings you to... Um, so I've been working with uh, kids, children and youth, young people, young artists, whatever you would like to call them, <laughs> young creative people, um, for about 14 years since I was 18. And I've learned a lot about myself um, working with children and youth uh, by learning and listening to their perspectives watching them make art, watching their creative practice, and learning how to teach what works, um, how kids learn, is very important to me because it also, um, watching children and youth be creative and make art, um, teaches me about myself. Um, I get to reflect on my own childhood and how I, I learned. It's also about building capacity in children and youth, um, a visual arts language, a, a different language to express themselves and letting them have some autonomy on their piece of paper, on their canvas, for them to play around with their world without too much interference from an adult. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's it's cool to kind of, I guess, like growing up, like for me, I drew a lot as a kid and there's something about the blank page where you can just play and let your mind wander. Mm -hmm. um, I guess that sort of inspires a lot of the craft that you do. I don't really know there's not a lot of influence from the adults. It's just kind of like, here's some paper, here's some pencils, like draw. And then we kind of just, they kind of teach me more technical things, but not necessarily how to express what I'm feeling. I've always not really thought of drawing as like an emotional thing, but you draw a lot from emotions in your art, right? Right. right. Um, another interesting thing is sometimes I find that adults, they had a moment in, in their life when maybe their creativity was kind of, stopped like they, they uh, there was a moment of self-consciousness when maybe someone said the wrong thing that just made that young person inside of them just shut down and I, I never want that to happen when I'm working with a young person so there's 
when I instruct, there's never really any right or wrong way of, of doing the artwork. There needs to be flexibility in what I'm sharing and in, in the process of teaching. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. I think there's always the question of, am I doing this right? Am I doing this wrong? How do you kind of guide somebody to say, you know, like, it's feel free to just do what seems right? Um, I don't know how to kind of put that into words and encourage people to just like, there's no right or wrong way when it comes to just creating sometimes. I think maybe being authentic and listening to your what's happening in your inner world, whether whether you're an adult or a young person, just feeling what's inside of you and being authentic when you put it out into the world and having the value of of sharing with another person, like just being open to sharing with another person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it feels good. It feels good to connect with people. And I think it feels good for kids to connect um, through their art with their peers, with adults, with the school community. I think it's a way for a person to feel empowered, to create something and feel empowered through their own their own self. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, what drew you to, to your abstract style? Is there anything in particular that you just liked about it? You know, I, 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 um, I, I went to art school 2007 um, with no idea of what I wanted to do, no, no idea of what I wanted to focus on. Um, I didn't know that I would be a painter. I, I didn't know if I was going to sculpt, draw, mixed media performance, graphics, photography. I had no idea. And when I was a child, I, I tried a lot of different art forms. And what brought me to painting, I think, was the act of mixing colors um, and creating colors, just playing with colors. I don't know what it brought me to it. Mm-hmm. I guess just all the different possibilities of what I could mix, like the infinite possibilities of the colors that can be mixed by adding a little bit of white, a little bit of black, a little bit of blue, red, yellow. There's infinite possibilities. And I thought that was so positive. So. Like maybe it was a, also a physical reaction, just like the delight of seeing colors. Colors mix, right? Yeah. yeah. It's it's cool. Sometimes we'll paint here and Serena has a bunch of paint from art school. I'm like, what do you want to do with it? And it's like, let's just make use of it and, you know, get the most out of mm-hmm. all this paint. And I was never big into like watercolor or any of that medium, but there is something nice to kind of see the vividness of certain colors. So, mm-hmm. And also... I have a lot of fun with contrasting colors, bright colors in my in my personal artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, the bright blue uh, in, that I have in my background have in the backgrounds of my paintings, and then I put contrasting colors on top of that blue, and it's kind of dizzying. It's um, especially when it's the size of a room when when I've painted something entirely blue, and there's bright reds and bright yellows. On that blue, there's something that kind of you can't look away. Like it, it just draws your eyes in, mm-hmm. right? And you're just kind of sucked into it, and to spend a little bit of time with it, to spend a little bit of time with me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, and, and that might be why I do what I do. Is I want people to connect with me, and I, I want to connect with people, and maybe I do that through my art by creating very bright, vivid work that 
kind of demands attention. Mm-hmm. It seems kind of a weird thing to say out loud, but I just <laughs> thought of it now. So <laughs> I think it makes sense, right? When you can see how somebody reacts, you want to understand what, I guess, what about your work makes them react a certain way. And then mm-hmm. that's how you kind of connect on that same idea. Mm-hmm. Um, where does that inspiration come from? Things like the bright colors or, you know, contrast, where does the imp- your inspiration come from? I think there's nothing solid that I've read or seen that has inspired me to use these colors. I I think it's just my physical attraction to those colors. Like when, for example, I paint from home in my home studio. And so I have all these paintings that are bright blue and bright colors. And if I'm in the kitchen doing something and then I come back into my home studio, um, it just, it surprises me every single time, like, what? whoa, um, and it has like a bit of an after effect on my eyes when I look away, kind of like when you're looking at like something super bright and then you just look at a neutral wall and then you see an after effect, oh. and I think I kind of like that. Yeah. It's kind of a strange, mm-hmm. another little strange deism. It, <laughs> I like deisms. I like that. Do you have any other deisms that I have you tons of deisms. I'd love to hear one. What, what's something that you deism all the time to people? Um, a deism, um, my stubbornness, <laughs> just uh, disagreeing. It's De- a deism, but I actually agree. But I disagree. Ah, I see. Do you find yourself being stubborn with your art and your vision, things like the yes. colors that you use? Um, I'm very adamant that everything be blue. And I get protective if someone doesn't want my blue in a painting. Like if maybe someone's criticizing it or or has a a critique of it, Mm -hmm. I I just, I can't even deal with that. (laughs) I'm so stubborn (laughs) about that. Um, And maybe maybe that's because it's kind of like an extension of me, my my blue, the blue that I love, that I'm obsessed with. Maybe, Maybe that's why I'm so stubborn about it, is that it's just, it's me kind of just an extension of me Mm -hmm. what does that mean for you like that color of blue is there anything specific Um, about it it makes me think of open space it makes me think of air uh mainly open space just the freedom to move freedom to just live and move freely i think i love that kind of stubbornness though in that you know not everybody's going to be cool with the color blue and that's fine but there will be people that Mm -hmm. are also into that Mm -hmm. so I, you know, I, I, I just love stubborn people in that way. (laughs) There just has to be, like, I'm very flexible about a lot of the aspects of my art process and working with young people in different places in the community. But the one thing I'm super stubborn about is just the blue. (laughs) I love it. Um, How do you turn an idea into a finished piece of work? Mm. I... I think that is an intuitive thing. I just keep on going. It's just an intuitive feeling that it's done. Um, however, I am very obsessive about the formal qualities of my paintings. So balance, um, balance by line, by balance by shape, sizes of shapes, balance by um, vividness of color, brightness of color, what's what's drawing my attention on one side of the painting versus the other, whether that's horizontally or vertically, um, diagonally. Um, If I look at my painting 
in a mirror, so a reflection of my painting, is it still balanced? Um, if I take a photo with my cell phone and turn it to uh, grayscale, is it balanced in grayscale? So I, I do a lot of little tricks like that. I squint um, so that everything's blurred a bit. Is it still balanced if, if all the lines and shapes are blurred? So it's a long editing process. And then one day I'm just done. I, I, that's, that's as good as I can get it. But there is a process, yes. And it's, it's about the formal qualities of the work. Mm -hmm. I never even thought like, you'd reflect your art off of a mirror and see if that's still... Yeah, just pull, pick up a mirror and put your painting against a wall and then just look in the mirror um, to find, find the painting and the reflection of the mirror and just have mm -hmm. a look. Um, another thing, inter an interesting thing I found, um, I don't like computers very much, but I downloaded Photoshop and they have some interesting crop tools where they have grid overlays and then I can look at the, a picture of my painting and see what it looks like in different uh, grid lines, mm -hmm. divided up in different ways. Um, just to, again, play with that idea of balance. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the grid lines, I guess it's hard to explain it. I don't know, I find it hard to explain um, like verbally, but when you look at it from like on a computer, it's like, oh, there it is. Like you could see that it's in thirds or maybe even it's like a golden ratio kind mm -hmm. of Yeah, yeah that's exactly thing. what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of more of like a, maybe a photo um, tool, like mm -hmm. I said, a, a part yeah. of taking a photography technique, maybe. Yeah, for for us, like for photographers, filmmakers, like we understand more like the rule of thirds and like you know centered, fully centered composition. Not, I don't see a lot of people do things like the golden ratio kind of spiral, but yeah, I, I can understand that in terms of looking at art is like, well, you know, it's everything symmetrical, but mm -hmm. to. The, the reflecting it on the mirror and even balancing grayscale, I think that's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess maybe a concise way of saying it would be, I seek many different perspectives. I, I, I want to see many per different perspectives of my artwork so that I can find a solution to the composition. So <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because solution, like problem solving. Yeah. Um, in the creative sense, I've always, I mean, growing up, I always seen art as like, you know, just paint whatever feels good. Mm -hmm. But then when you talk about formal uh, ways of seeing your art or different perspectives and seeing it as like a problem to be solved, I think it's a very cool way of approaching mm -hmm. things. I think it's because also my artwork is abstract. So there's a lot of different variables that I've put onto the painting that seem random and I need to find a way to they are kind of like a problem. Um, I'm trying to create relationships between these different elements and there has to be a way to order them. Um, and, and really what my artwork is about, it's about the emotions and feelings, but it's also about creating connections and relationships that are on top of each other over and over and over again, many relationships. And then I'm trying to organize them with formal qualities. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. There you go. It's <laughs> it's nice to hear and speak to somebody who does abstract art because I've looked at it for the longest time. It's like, you know, just a bunch of colors or lines on a canvas mm -hmm. with no sense of what it, like, I don't know, I'm just, I'm supposed to interpret it however I... Of course you are. But mm -hmm. at the same time, 
I, I feel like it's also my job to maybe give a little bit of a hint to, to what, what, to what I'm doing. Um, because part of art is the viewer having their own interpretation and their own response. But I think it's also generous and helpful for the artist to give a little clue, whether that's through a title, um, an artist statement, uh, or simply like an, an interview, like just giving a, the viewer a little bit of information. I think that's very important because mm -hmm. it's it's not a secret what I'm doing. Like I, I want, like I want to share. So, right, yeah, it'll it'll help you connect with your audience and the audience connect with you too, mm -hmm. right? In that way, um, that's awesome. What do you do when a vision for a project you have isn't working as you had hoped? get really mad and cry. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, when something isn't working out, something that I, you know what, the way to fix that is to not have such a concrete idea and ex expect that there will be problems. There will be moments when new ideas come and things may go a different way. Um, there may be moments where you overstepped um, past your skill level or your capacity. And I think the solution to that is to start from a point knowing that you will need to be flexible at some point and things will not happen exactly as you planned. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's the solution to that is by having a different starting point, perhaps. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Does the blue stay? The blue always stays. <laughs> the blue will not change. I um, love it. You know what? Uh, yeah, that's some, if, if someone doesn't want the blue, then maybe I just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> so you had a show at Urban Shaman on the first Friday last summer where the entire space was painted blue. Mm -hmm. um, so Serena was saying that somebody told you that it was a shame that nothing was sellable. Mm. Um, you so, said it wasn't about selling. Yeah, the, the, that show was kind of... So I was focusing on bugs, on, on small, the small little things in life that sometimes we overlook. Small little things little animals, little bugs that have a great effect on our environment and therefore the way we live. Um, and recognizing that and holding that um, space for for those little animals um, and respecting, respecting the environment, um, respecting all life, honoring all life, and then I I painted this site-specific mural on the walls of Urban Shaman um, knowing that it would be painted over. So another thing that the show was about was practicing letting go, um, enjoying a moment and letting it go, and creating a community of people who saw the show, who experienced the show, um, and then just letting it go as a, as a memory, a, a nice memory. And that, that was the intent. And I didn't want to sell anything because it was also about gifting and sharing and that honoring aspect. So the work 
that, like my mock-up paintings for um, what I ended up painting on the walls, I gifted all of those paintings to various people in my life who I respect or have shown me generosity, um, who have helped me. And, and that was an important part of letting go as well. So it was, it was a very special show for me. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I'm an adopted person and something that I practice is, is um, letting go of things that I'm attached to um, and being comf comfortable um, with an experience, being comfortable with a memory. And, and that's very important to me personally. Mm -hmm. And so I've translated it into um, an artistic goal, I guess. It's really cool that somebody had come in and said, you know, I wish I could buy this and preserve this forever, where the message was being okay with, mm -hmm. you know, experiencing that moment and letting it be as it is afterwards. Mm -hmm. And then what was actually painted on the wall? Um, so it's it's been painted back to like a gallery space white wall. Um, but something about this show is that my painting is still in the wall, even though it's been painted white. So it'll always be a part of that wall until I get new walls. So um, it's still there. That's really awesome. <laughs> you have, you speak a lot about, I mean, on your Instagram about like being in the moment in your art, right? Talk to me a little bit about that sort of idea of presence. Um, um, presence, being in, in the moment. Uh, I struggle a little bit with my own mental health. Um, and I guess on my Instagram, I, I talk a lot about, or I, I would like to share being in the moment and making art and connecting with people and those things just to, to stay mentally um, healthy, I mm. guess. Yeah. And that's, that's what happens when I paint. I, I, I'm hyper-focused. Um, if I'm not hyper-focused on, on something, that's when I overthink and start um, catastrophizing in my, my head or having overwhelming thoughts. Um, and, and that's part of the reason why I paint the way I do, I guess. It's mm -hmm. just it's, it's, um, that hyper-focus gets me out of uh, dark, dark spaces, dark places, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, mm -hmm. That's cool. It's helpful. It helps me. So on your Instagram, you also run workshops with elementary school children, where you talk to them about emotions, color, and shape. Mm -hmm. How do you go about that process? Um, so the, the idea for those workshops um, is inspired by my artwork, like I said. Um, and what... I usually do is I, I just start by talking about emotions and feelings, um, brainstorming with the the kids, um, kind of asking questions so that they answer, so that their answers, they realize that they ha have knowledge um, inside of them. And then I kind of, we, we continue brainstorming. We talk about colors and the, the possibilities of what different colors could mean they could mean positive emotions, negative emotions. I really stress the fact that there's no right or wrong way to name a color. Like like as in a, a red could be angry, a red could be love. Um, so there's that flexibility. And then I really stress that 
they have the tools inside of them to make their own art, to try to build confidence and, and, and show that they have power inside of them and they have the knowledge inside of them, that, that authentic, authenticity that I was speaking about before, it's inside of them and they can put their heart onto a canvas or a piece of paper and and it's a safe place in a classroom to, to do that and and I just um I find that so important and the the reactions um to that process and that opportunity is inspirational to me and I feel as though they enjoy it and and they've grown or, or learned something about themselves that's mm -hmm. special and meaningful yeah I think it's really cool what you do and encourage and you know kind of just saying to people you know you are capable of mm -hmm. it's so important to, like for everybody like to just try to build people up everybody not just kids like, mm -hmm. why would we want to judge other people and bring them down um so Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen, I guess beforehand, like that this was where your artistry is going to take place in sort of that encouraging and guiding role? That, that was a slow discovery, I think. I mean, when I was a, a child, I was, I was bullied quite a bit and I had very low self-confidence, self, low self-esteem. Um, and I guess working with kids and youth has given me the opportunity to reflect and and really look inside and, and imagine what would have helped me as a child, um, what what I wish someone would have said to me or, or, or what opportunities I wish that maybe I had. And I, I just have found that the art really answers a lot of those questions that I've asked asked myself. And and so I, I want to share that in, in, with the best intentions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. It's really giving a lot more meaning to and purpose to the art beyond just, you know, expressing the emotion. That's mm -hmm. really cool. Um, so what keeps you motivated to keep creating? Um, my stubbornness. I, I, <laughs> maybe my stubbornness. I have um, pretty high standards of myself. Um, I always want to be a better person every day. Um, I want to share the best of me. I want to grow. I want to talk to people about my art. I want my art to be meaningful to people, um, to the public, to the viewer, audience. Um, that's super important to me. I, I want to be the best role model that I can be to the young people that I work with, that I, I mentor or um, facilitate art workshops with. Those are the main reasons. I want to contribute to community and I, I want, I just want to be a, a positive person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you do a three-year art, right? Yeah, and it's and really cool. Just, that, that's what motivates me. Well, mm -hmm. All those things that I just said. Um, you had a bunch of photos recently oh. that Sky had taken. Okay, yes. So um, Sky Spence um, assisted me by taking photos of me in my home, my apartment. Um, I invited my very close friend, Peter Thomas, to um, participate in the photos. Um, the f this series of photos were created as slides for 10 by 20 by 20, um, an event that happened last month at the Winnipeg Art Gallery. And so what that was, was um, 10 
presenters, 20 slides, 20 seconds per slide. And so what I had done with those photos was I had taken the photos, I chose 20 photos, and I gave um, a theme to each photo. Actually, well, I did them in Mm. pairs. Um, And so what I did was I, uh, I went through the different values that I have that I use in my art practice, kind of like as a, a personal mandate. Um, so I, I spoke about collaboration, connection, love, risk, uh, play, friendship. And I guess there was a few more that I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, and then so I spoke about uh, what each of those themes meant to me. Um, so for example, connection, I, I um, spoke about how important that is to me. I spoke about collaboration and how important it is to be part of community. Um, I spoke about risk, taking risks to grow. Love, just feeling feeling loved, I think helps a person grow. Th- things like that. Um, I had a really fun time speaking. It was a challenge. Uh, I had to practice because I only had 20 seconds per slide. Um, and it was great fun. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when I say personal mandate, it's a guide for me. It, it, it may change my, like a personal mandate as in like uh, a main goal that where all my little goals are, are eventually leading to a main goal, which I call my personal mandate. And, and that helps me stay focused. I think, um, it helps, that also helps me stay motivated as well. And just sticking to one goal for, for a long time. I think is super important. And then maybe in the future, I'll re- rethink that goal, but I don't think so. No, I don't think so. No. You think it'll stay for... For quite a while, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. And I think revisiting it is also healthy, mm-hmm. I, w- I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. So what's coming up next in terms of what are you creating another large piece or have you just been creating small little pieces? Um, I've been working on some, some stuff, yep. Um, it's a bit of a secret right now. I have applied to an MFA program at Concordia in Montreal. That's something that's new. Um, I'm just waiting to hear back on that. Uh, I just feel, I feel ready to go and take a bit of risk, like as in get out of my comfort zone. Um, I think that'll help me grow. Uh, Moving to a different city is something I would have never imagined myself to be, um, or I mean to do, um, or be. and I think I could learn a lot from living in a different city, creating new networks, um, and and learning abroad, and then coming back to Winnipeg. Because I, I think that I, I belong here in Winnipeg. Um, I, be- I belong in Manitoba as an Indigenous person. I think I, I think that my work is here ultimately. It's where my my birth family is from. Um, it's Treaty Two. Uh, Scounin First Nation. So I, th- I think that ultimately I belong in Manitoba. <laughs> it's really cool to hear that, you know, even as an artist that, you know, is looking to grow, there's always a part of you that wants to keep, stay here and create your best work here. Mm-hmm. And also I care about Winnipeg. Like mm-hmm. I care about community here. I I, I love Winnipeg. Um, of course, every place has its issues, but this I, I think that I can do 
good work here. So, mm-hmm. I, and I, ca- I just care. So and I'll always do, be back. You do do good work here. <laughs> you do a lot of great work, especially when you're encouraging a lot of children to learn how to express their emotions through creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just cool because like hearing Sky when he was on our podcast, he said, you know, like I'm always going to be in Winnipeg kind of thing, even though I'm working outside, like, you know, this is home for me. And it's, it's really cool to hear that kind of thing because the city is super creative and I think it's it's important to encourage that so that people don't all the creativity doesn't go away it mm-hmm. it stays here and develops here too. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess just to kind of wrap things up. Okay. Um, how can we support you and your work moving forward? Where can we find any galleries that you're doing up next, or just where can we follow you? Where can you follow me? Um, you can follow me on the Instagram. I think I should make a website. Um, actually, for reals, I need to make a, web, a website. <laughs> But I think just stay tuned on, on my Instagram and hopefully I'll have a web, website up soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thanks so much for doing this, Dee. I think it was, it's, for me, it's really insightful to hear from an abstract artist, for, like an abstract painter, first of all, to understand what actually goes on. And there is a formal process. To me, that I got a lot out of that. So mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed the conversation. <laughs> and uh, I always learn from... Um, talking with other people mm-hmm. you, there's something about when we talk it sort of just i guess helps us learn more about ourselves mm-hmm. um, like i can see why teaching is actually a great way to learn mm-hmm. but yeah okay thanks so much anyways thanks everybody for listening thanks thanks again for listening to the episode consider giving us a rating on itunes and subscribing or following the podcast if you found this valuable to your creative pursuits Share this episode with your friends and send us a message on Instagram at 2M Creative Labs. We want to hear from you and how this episode helped you out, and we will see you in the next one.